Act Four of the Revenge's Tragedy by Thomas Middleton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One The Palace. Enter Lusorioso with Hippolito. Hippolito! My lord, has your good lordship aught to command me in? I prithee leave us. Aside. How's this? Come and leave us? Hippolito. Your honour, I stand ready for any duteous employment. Heart, what makes thou here? Aside. A petty, lordly humour. He bids me to be present, to depart. Something has stung his honour. Be nearer, draw nearer. You are not so good, methinks. I am angry with you. With me, my lord? Oh, I am angry with myself for it. You did prefer a goodly fellow to me. Twas wittily elected, twas. I thought he'd been a villain. And he proves a knave, to me a knave. I chose him for the best, my lord. Tis much my sorrow if neglect in him breed discontent in you. Neglect, twas will judge of it firmly to tell of an incredible act not to be thought less to be spoken of twixt my stepmother and the bastard oh incestuous sweets between em fie my lord i in kind loyalty to my father's forehead made this a desperate arm and in that fury committed treason on the lawful bed and with my sword e'en raised my father's bosom for which i was within a stroke of death alack i'm sorry Enter Vindici, disguised as Piatto. Aside. Sweat just upon the stroke jars in my brother. Twill be villainous music. My honoured lord. Away, prithee forsake us. Hereafter we'll not know thee. Not know me, my lord. Your lordship cannot choose. Begone, I say, thou art a false knave. Why, the easier to be known, my lord. Push, I shall prove too bitter with a word. Make thee a perpetual prisoner, and lay this ironage upon thee. Mum, for there's a doom would make a woman dumb. Aside. Missing the bastard, next him the winds come about. Now tis my brother's turn to stay, mine to go out. Exit Vindici. He's greatly moved me. Much to blame, faith. But I'll recover his ruin. Twas told me lately, I know not whether falsely, that you'd a brother. Who? I? Well, yes, my good lord, I have a brother. How chance the court ne'er saw him? Of what nature? How does he apply his hours? Faith, uh, to curse fates, who, as he thinks, ordained him to be poor, keeps at home full of want and discontent. There's hope in him, for discontent and want is the best clay to mould a villain of. Hippolyto, wish him to repair to us, if there be aught in him to please our blood. For thy sake we'll advance him, and build fair his meanest fortunes, for it is in us to rear up towers from cottages. It is so, my lord. He will attend your honour. But he's a man in whom much melancholy dwells. Why, the better. Bring him to court. With willingness and speed. Aside. Whom he hath cast off e'en now and must succeed. Brother, disguise must off. In thine own shape now I'll prefer thee to him. How strangely does himself work to undo him. Exit. This fellow will come fitly. He shall kill that other slave that abused my spleen and made it swell to treason. 
I have put much of my heart into him. He must die. He that knows great men's secrets and proves slight, that man ne'er lives to see his beard turn white. Aye, he shall speed him. I'll employ the brother. Slaves are but nails to drive out one another. He being of black condition suitable to want and ill content, hope of preferment will grind him to an edge. The nobles enter. Good days unto your honour. My kind lords, I do return the like. Saw you, my lord, the duke. My lord and father, is he from court? He sure from court, but where, which way his pleasure took, we know not, nor can we hear on't. Enter the duke's gentleman. Here come those should tell. Saw you, my lord and father? Not since two hours before noon, my lord, and then he privately rid forth. Oh, he's rid forth? Twas wondrous privately. There's none in the court had any knowledge on it. His grace is old and sudden. Tis no treason to say the duke my father has a humour or such a toy about him. What in us would appear light, in him seems virtuous. Tis oracle, my lord. Exeunt. Scene two. The palace. Enter Vindici and Hippolito. Vindici out of his disguise. So, so, all's as it should be. You're yourself. How that great villain puts me to my shifts. He that lately in disguise reject thee shall, now thou art thyself, as much respect thee. T'will be the quainter fallacy. But, brother, Sfoot, what use will he put me to now, thinkst thou? Nay, you must pardon me in that. I know not. Has some employment for you, but what tis he and his secretary the devil knows best. Well, I must suit my tongue to his desires. What colour soe'er they be, hoping at last to pile up all my wishes on his breast? faith brother he himself shows the way now the duke is dead the realm is clad in clay his death being not yet known under his name the people still are governed well thou his son art not long lived thou shalt not joy his death to kill thee then i should most honour thee for twould stand firm in every man's belief thou'st a kind child and only diedst with grief you fetch about well but let's talk in present how will you appear in fashion different as well as in apparel to make all things possible if you but once be tripped we fall forever it is not the least policy to be doubtful you must change tongue familiar was your first why i'll bear me in some strain of melancholy and string myself with heavy-sounding wire like such an instrument that speaks merry things sadly then tis as i meant i gave you out at first in discontent i'll turn myself and then enter lusorioso sfoot here he comes has thought upon salute him fear not me hippolito your lordship what's he yonder tis vindici my discontented brother whom according to your will i've brought to court is that thy brother beshrew me a good presence i wonder he's been from the court so long come nearer brother lord lusorioso the duke's son vindici snatches off his hat and makes legs to him be more near to us. Welcome, nearer yet. How don you? God you good den. We thank thee. How strangely such a coarse, homely salute shows in the palace, where we greet in fire, nimble, and desperate tongues. Should we name God in a salutation, t'would ne'er be stood on't. Heaven, tell me, what has made thee so melancholy? Why going to law? Why, will that make a man melancholy? Yes, to look long upon ink and black buckram. 
I went me to law in anno quadragesimo segundo, and I waited out of it in anno sextagesimo tertio. What, three and twenty years in law? I have known those that have been five and fifty, and all about pullen and pigs. May it be possible such men should breathe to vex the term so much? Tis food to some, my lord. There are old men at the present that are so poisoned with the affectation of law-words, having had many sweets canvassed, that their common talk is nothing but Barbary Latin. They cannot so much as pray but in law, that their sins may be removed with a writ of error, and their souls fetched up to heaven with a sassarara. It seems most strange to me, yet all the world meets round in the same bent, where the heart's set, there goes the tongue's consent. How does ply thy studies, fellow? Study? Why, to think how a great rich man lies a-dying, and a poor cobbler tolls the bell for him. How he cannot depart the world and see the great chest stand before him. When he lies speechless, how he will point you readily to all the boxes. And when he is past all memory, as the gossips guess, then thinks he of forfeitures and obligations. Nay, when to all men's hearings he whirls and rattles in the throat, he's busy threatening his poor tenants. And this would last me now some seven years thinking, or thereabouts. But I have a conceit a-coming in picture upon this. I draw it myself, which a faith law I'll present to your honour. You shall not choose but like it, for your lordship shall give me nothing for it. Nay, you mistake me then, for I am published bountiful enough. Let's taste of your conceit. In picture, my lord. I in picture. Marry, this it is. A usuring father to be boiling in hell, and his son and heir with a whore dancing over him. Aside, has paired him to the quick. The conceit's pretty of faith, but take it upon my life, t'will ne'er be liked. No. Why, I'm sure the whore will be liked well enough. Aside, I, if she were out of the picture, he'd like her then himself. And as for the son and heir, he shall be an eyesore to no young revellers, for he shall be drawn in cloth of gold breeches. And thou hast put my meaning in the pockets, and canst not draw that out. My thought was this, to see the picture of a usuring father boiling in hell, our rich men would ne'er like it. Oh, true, I cry you heartily mercy. I know the reason, for some of them had rather be damned indeed than damned in colours. Aside. Apollos melancholy. He's wit enough to murder any man, and I'll give him means. I think thou art ill-moneyed. Money? Ho-ho! Tis been my want so long, tis now my scoff. I've even forgot what colour silver's of. Aside. It hits as I could wish. I get good clothes of those that dread my humour, and for table-room I feed on those that cannot be rid of me. Giving him gold. Somewhat to set thee up withal. Oh, mine eyes! How now, man? Almost struck blind. This bright unusual shine to me seems proud. I dare not look till the sun be in a cloud. Aside. I think I shall affect his melancholy. How are they now? The better for your asking. You shall be better yet if you but fasten truly on my intent. Now you're both present, I will unbrace such a close private villain unto your vengeful swords the like ne'er heard of, who have disgraced you much, and injured us. Disgraced us, my lord? Ay, Hippolyto, I kept it here till now that both your angers might meet him at once. I'm covetous to know the villain. You know him. That slave pander Pieto, 
whom we threatened last with iron's perpetual imprisonment. Aside. All this is I. Is he, my lord? I'll tell you, you first preferred him to me. Did you, brother? I did indeed. And the ingrateful villain, to quit that kindness, strongly wrought with me, being, as you see, a likely man for pleasure, with jewels to corrupt your virgin sister. Oh, villain! He shall surely die that did it. Ay, far from thinking any virgin harm, especially knowing her to be as chaste as that part which scarce suffers to be touched, the eye would not endure him. Would you not, my lord? Twas wondrous honourably done. But with some fine frowns kept him out. Out, slave! What did me he but in revenge of that went of his own free will to make infirm your sister's honour, whom I honour with my soul for chaste respect, and not prevailing there, as twas but desperate folly to attempt it, in mere spleen, by the way, waylays your mother, whose honour, being a coward as it seems, yielded by little force. Coward indeed! He, proud of their advantage, as he thought, bought me these news for happy, but I— Heaven forgive me for it. What did your honour? In rage pushed him from me, trampled beneath his throat, spurned him and bruised. Indeed, I was too cruel to say truth. Most nobly managed. Has not heaven an ear? Is all lightning wasted? If I now were so impatient in a modest cause, what should you be? Full mad. He shall not live to see the moon change. He's about the palace. Hippolito. Entice him this way, that thy brother may take full mark of him. Heart, that shall not need, my lord. I can direct him so far. Yet, for my hate's sake, go, wind him this way. I'll see him bleed myself. Taking Vindici aside. What now, brother? Nay, e'en what you will. You are put to it, brother. An impossible task. I'll swear to bring him hither that's already here. Exit. Thy name, I forgot it. Vindici, my lord. Ah, Tis a good name, that. Ay, a revenger. It does betoken courage. Thou shouldst be valiant, and kill thine enemies. That's my hope, my lord. This slave is one. I'll doom him. Then I'll praise thee. Do thou observe me best, and best I'll raise thee. Enter Hippolito. Indeed, I thank you. Now, Hippolito, where's the slave pander? Your good lordship would have a loathsome sight to see him. Oh, much offensive. He's not in case now to be seen, my lord. The worst of all the deadly sins is in him. That beggarly damnation drunkenness. Then he's a double slave. Aside to Hippolito. Twas well conveyed upon a sudden wit. What are you both firmly resolved? I'll see him dead myself. Or else let not us live. You may direct your brother to take note of him. I shall. Rise but in this, and you shall never fall. Your honour's vassals. Aside. This was wisely carried. Deep policy in us makes fools of such. Then must a slave die when he knows too much. Exit Lusurioso. Oh, thou almighty patience! "'Tis my wonder that such a fellow, impudent and wicked, "'should not be cloven as he stood, or with a secret wind burst open. "'Is there no thunder left, or is't kept up in stock for heavier vengeance? "'There it goes.' "'Brother, we lose ourselves.' "'But I have found it. "'Twill hold, tis sure. "'Thanks, thanks to any spirit that mingled it amongst my inventions.' 
what is't tis sound and good thou shalt partake it i'm hired to kill myself <laughs> true prithee mark it and the old duke being dead but not conveyed for he's already missed too and you know murder will peep out of the closest husk most true what say you then to this device if we dressed up the body of the duke in that disguise of yours <laughs> you are quick you've reached it i like it wondrously and being in drink as you have published him to lean him on his elbow as if sleep had caught him which claims most interest in such sluggy men good yet but, but here's a doubt we thought by the duke's son to kill that pander shall when he is known be thought to kill the duke neither oh thanks it is substantial for that disguise being on him which i wore it will be thought i which he calls the pander did kill the duke and fled away in his apparel leaving him so disguised to avoid swift pursuit nay doubt not tis in grain i warrant it hold colour let's about it but by the way too now i think on't brother let's conjure that base devil out of our mother Exeunt. scene three the palace enter the duchess arm in arm with a bastard spiorio he seemeth lusciviously to her after them enter supervacchio running with a rapier his brother ambitioso stops him madam unlock yourself should it be seen your arm would be suspected who is't that dares suspect or this or these may we not deal our favours where we please i'm confident you may exeunt duchess and spiorio sput brother hold wilt let the bastard shame us hold hold brother there is fitter time than now now when i see it tis too much seen already seen unknown the nobler she's the baser she's grown if she were bent lasciviously the fault of mighty women that sleep soft ho death must she needs choose such an unequal sinner to make all worse a bastard the duke's bastard shame heaped on shame ho our disgrace most women have small waste the world throughout but their desires are thousand miles about come stay not here let's after and prevent or else they'll sin faster than we repent scene four vindici's house enter vindici and hippolito bringing out their mother graziana one by one shoulder and the other by the other with daggers in their hands o oh, thou for whom no name is bad enough what means my sons what will you murder me wicked unnatural parent fiend of women oh our sons turned monsters help in vain are you so barbarous to set iron nipples upon the breast that gave you suck that breast is turned to quarrelled poison cut not your days for it am i not your mother thou dost usurp that title now by fraud for in that shell of mother breeds a bawd a bawd oh, name far loathsomer than hell it should be so knewest thou thy office well i hate it oh is it possible you powers on high that women should dissemble when they die dissemble did not the duke's son direct a fellow of the world's condition hither that did corrupt all that was good in thee made thee uncivilly forget thyself and work our sister to his lust who i that had been monstrous 
I defy that man for any such intent. None live so pure but shall be soiled with slander. A good son, believe it not. Oh, I'm in doubt whether I'm myself or no. Stay. Let me look again upon this face. Who shall be saved when mothers have no grace? T'would make one half despair. I was the man. Defy me now. Let's see do it modestly. Oh, hell unto my soul. In that disguise I sent from the Duke's son, tried you, you, and found you base metal as any villain might have done. Oh, no. No tongue but yours could have bewitched me so. Oh, nimble in damnation, quick in tune. There is no devil could strike fire so soon. I am confuted in a word. Oh, sons, forgive me. To myself I'll prove more true. That you should honour me, I kneel to you. A mother to give aim to her own daughter. True, brother, how far beyond nature tis, though many mothers do it. Nay, and you draw tears once, go you to bed. Wet will make iron blush and change to red. Brother, it rains, twill spoil your dagger, how's it? Tis done. If aith tis a sweet shower, it does much good. The fruitful grounds and meadows of her soul has been long dry. Pour down, thou blessed dew. Rise, mother, troth this shower has made you higher. Oh, you heavens, take this infectious spot out of my soul. I'll rinse it in seven waters of mine eyes. Make my tears salt enough to taste of grace. To weep is to our sex naturally given. But to weep truly, that's a gift from heaven. Nay, I'll kiss you now. Kiss her, brother. Let's marry her to our souls, wherein's knows lust, and honourably love her. Let it be. For honest women are so seld and rare, tis good to cherish those poor few that are. O oh, you of easy wax, do but imagine now the disease has left you, how leprously that office would have clinged unto your forehead. All mothers that had any graceful hue would have worn masks to hide their face at you. It would have grown to this. At your foul name green-coloured maids would have turned red with shame. And then our sister, full of hire and baseness. There had been boiling lead again. The duke's son's great concubine. A drab of state, a cloth of silver slut. To have her train borne up and her soul trail of the dirt. Great. To be miserably great. Rich to be eternally wretched. No oh, common madness. Ask but the thrivingst harlot in cold blood, she'd give the world to make her honour good. Perhaps you'll say but only to the duke's son in private. Why, she first begins with one, who afterward to thousand proves a whore. Break ice in one place, it will crack in more. Most certainly applied. Oh, brother, you forget our business. And well remembered. Joy's a subtle elf. I think man's happiest when he forgets himself. Farewell, once dried, now holy-watered mead. Our hearts wear feathers that before wore lead. I'll give you this, that one I never knew pled better for and against the devil than you. You make me proud, aunt. Commend us in all virtue to our sister. I, for the love of heaven, to that true maid. With my best words. Why, that was motherly said. Exeunt, Vindici and Hippolito. I wonder now what fury did transport me. I feel good thoughts begin to settle in me. With what forehead can I look on her whose honour I have so impiously beset? Enter Castiza. And here she comes. Now, mother, you have wrought with me so strongly, 
that what for my advancement as to calm the trouble of your tongue i am content content to what to do as you have wished me to prostitute my breast to the duke's son and to put myself to common usury i hope you will not so hope you i will not that's not the hope you look to be saved in truth but it is do not deceive yourself i am as you e'en out of marble wrought what would you now are ye not pleased yet with me ye shall not wish me to be more lascivious than i intend to be strike not me cold how often have you charged me on your blessing to be a cursed woman when you knew your blessing had no force to make me lewd you laid your curse upon me that did more the mother's curse is heavy where that bites sons set in storm and daughters lose their lights good child dear maid if there be any spark of heavenly intellectual fire within thee oh let my breath revive it to a flame put not all out with woman's wilful follies i am recovered of that foul disease that haunts too many mothers kind forgive me make me not sick in health if then my words prevailed when they were wickedness how much more now when they are just and good i wonder what you mean are not you she for whose infect persuasions i could scarce kneel out my prayers and had much ado in three hours reading to untwist so much of the black serpent as you wound about me tis unfruitful how tedious to repeat what's past i'm now your present mother push now tis too late bethink again thou knowest not what thou sayest no deny advancement treasure the duke's son oh see i spoke those words and now they poison me what will the deed do then advancement true as high as shame can pitch for treasure who e'er knew a harlot rich or could build by the purchase of her sin an hospital to keep their bastards in the duke's son when women are young courtiers they are sure to be old beggars to know the miseries most harlots taste thou'd wish thyself unborn when thou art unchaste oh mother let me twine about your neck and kiss you till my soul melt on your lips i did but this to try you oh speak truth indeed i did not for no tongue has force to alter me from honest if maidens would men's words could have no power a virgin honour is a crystal tower which being weak is guarded with good spirits until she basely yields no ill inherits o oh, happy child faith and thy birth hath saved me mongst thousands daughters happiest of all others be thou a glass for maids and i for mothers excellent end of act four